All right. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so excited. I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Emily Jacobs, and she is going to be talking about all things uh, motherhood slash business slash empowerment. And I've gotten to know Emily a little bit through some other groups. She actually has a group of her own that I am in and love because it's so supportive for moms. It's so relaxed. Like you just had a call just the other day and I'm like, we just pop in. We can be folding laundry and listening and getting so much information and encouragement and support from each other that it's truly fantastic. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Emily introduce herself and give her backstory and kind of let you get know who she is and what she's all about. So take it over, Emily. Hi. Um, well, I'm so grateful to be here today. Um, yeah. So my name's Emily Jacobs. Gosh, I'll start like the huge nutshell version of me is um, I was a nurse for, I am a nurse still, but I spent 20 years in corporate nursing healthcare. So either bedside nursing or kind of most of my career was a nurse educator, which was known as like a clinical nurse specialist. And and then I ended in a leadership role and I resigned. And what I really resigned from was what no longer aligned with me, which was a shock to me. <clears throat> I thought I was going to be <clears throat> doing that for a really long time. And, you know, it's not to say I might not go back, but what I found was, is that what I really loved about nursing was connecting getting a little bit deeper. And what I found was I was actually like a natural born coach. And I had been doing this my whole life with like my family and friends. Um, so fast forward, I found out that there was like this certification program for coaching. And, and I signed up because I was like, I, I read this book on it. And I'm like, this is like my love language. So when I resigned from healthcare at the end of 2021, <clears throat> I became an entrepreneur. And at the time, the a couple hospital systems were outsourcing free services for their employees, like through their benefits programs to get coaching. So I got a ton of experience coaching, like my peers, basically, from all over the country. And what I realized was, is that coaching and, uh, I'm sorry, coaching healthcare professionals, healthcare professionals like nurses, <clears throat> were really similar mindset to moms. And so we'll dive deeper into that later. But uh, it's a little bit more about me. That's kind of like that part of that story. I wrote I wrote a book in 2023 and it's called Live Your Life for You, Not Your Mom. So it's all about like a challenging mother-daughter relationship of my own. But that's why I wrote the book because I learned through coaching women primarily for two years before that book that there was such similar stories to my own. I thought I was really unique. Um, and to hear that, I was like, okay, I've got to get these messages out into the world. And also breaking the cycle, I have two daughters. And so really shifting gears and trying to break those cycles. And uh, so I then started a company called Empowered Moms, and that was all branched off of these experiences. Uh, I didn't really kind of see any of this coming, but I thought, I love getting community together. I love getting women together, even in our local community. And I just had this sense that moms needed this. Okay. So I recently just became an event host. I guess I can add that to the to the slew of things, yeah. but that's not really one that I, I, I we held our first <laughs> event this year, which was something I was dreaming about for a couple of years, like kind of an event and a conference just for moms, because there is a different language that a lot of moms speak than even before when I was a parent, you know, um, it's where we're juggling things, we're challenged with things, and that is just a little bit different mindset. And so we had 
12 amazing speakers. We had 20 like mom owned business vendors all along the outside of the, of the room. And it just was like pure magic. I, I'm not even like tooting a horn, like all the testimonials I got, they were like, Oh, I just needed that. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, great. This is that sounds awesome. It really does. And you know, the videos that you've posted and you've shared about, I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, I just felt like this is a wonderful event for moms. And just to the fact that like your heart and soul was definitely in this and you did such an amazing job of just putting all this together. Like, yes, you're an event host, but you are a specialty event host because you know what moms need, you know what caregivers need, and like so much more. So definitely a great job on that. Thank you. I mean, I think too, is that when something's on your heart and the energy you put into it, you really truly find, um, like I, I basically was feeling almost like the exact energetic exchange, even from like strangers, people that were like sponsoring the event that I'd go look them up. I'm like, I've never met you. Like you're, you're really like believing in like, this is the first event. We have no idea if we're going to get 10 people to sign up. And mm-hmm. we had a hundred people in the room being fully present that were really excited to be there. And it just makes me more excited to serve further and to, to be planning our next year's event because you know, I think, I think sometimes when you, when you really deep down and you find what's in alignment with you, it's never the wrong answer. And that's what I really try to coach people on. It's not always what you expect, but that Mm -hmm. feeling is never the wrong answer. And when, and you know, this Laura, you know, like through our mentors and stuff, it's like, when you keep getting that same itch or that same feeling and you're like, why am I getting pulled in this direction? And I was literally getting pulled to quit a stable job that paid very well, that my Mm -hmm. family, you know, we were kind of depending on that. And I'm like, I mean, obviously there was, there was boundaries that were pushed that I just, it just wasn't a part of me anymore. And, uh, anyone in healthcare can probably most people either, if they can't relate, they know other people that can. So they're like yeah. might be nodding their heads. They're like, yeah, I know what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, there's just these things that get, get put on our heart and we're like, I can't not see this now, or I can't not know this now that I feel this. And you know, it's like we can resist it, I think, for so long. And then we just have to end up embracing it because it's the thing that actually lets us be who we want to be. It allows us to do what we want to do that is so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Like I've tried to do so many different businesses in the past because I wanted something else to do besides just being a mom. And, you know, I was just kind of finding my way and discovering who I was. Mm -hmm. So it's transpired to a lot of different things. I'm like, I always felt the same calling to, to serve. I'm like, I want to serve. I want to give people something that they really need that is going to impact them and, and just like make their day. You know, I did a catering service for a while and I'm like, I loved it because people really enjoyed what I made. I'm thinking, but that's just food. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's just food. I'm like, I know it looks pretty, but I'm like, there's something more there And so, you know, as I was designing all the different stuff for that, I'm like, I want to do this. I want to design stuff. I want to create things. And I'm like, I want to go even further. I'm like, I don't even want to just create it. I want to help you to create it. I want to help you to embrace who you are becoming as you're building this. So like, it just keeps unfolding and evolving as we go. And it's like, if we don't just go for it and follow Mm -hmm. that path, we don't know what great opportunities are yet to come. So like even you going from, you know, so many years of nursing and that's what you were doing, you felt that you needed to be somewhere else. You felt that you needed to do 
something else. And I think you're just getting started with Mm -hmm. the impact that you're making this ripple effect that you're creating for moms. And it's funny because I look at a lot of the different people that I've worked with and so many of them have the common theme of their moms. Mm -hmm. They're, they're moms that want to impact other people's lives. Like I've literally the two clients that I've had for the longest time have both been coaches for moms. Mm-hmm. And like, that just, it feels good. Mm-hmm. I know how important that is because I, you know, didn't have a lot of support from other moms when I was raising two toddlers, found a mom's group and I loved it. Like, there's just something about having that group and being together like a tribe. It's just, I mean, I had a similar story when my daughter was like, gosh, eight to 10 weeks old. She like still wasn't sleeping and we were just like at our wits end. Now it doesn't have to be like that for everyone's story, but we just had so many challenges that like, we just were not prepared for. I know nobody is. I totally get that. And I remember like basically a mom's group is what saved me. I wasn't depressed. I was literally just exhausted, but I was like, confused. Like I thought this was supposed to be fun. I don't know. Like literally did. I like dreamed in my life about having children. And I was 38 years old when I had my first. And I was like, I don't understand why, like, this is like such a cruel joke. Like we literally not sleeping for, for months almost. And again, obviously it's not a cruel joke. I absolutely love being a mom. But at the time I was drowning and I didn't feel that I could speak freely about that with other people. Um, even my mom was like, I don't get why this is so hard for you. And she was just saying that because it wasn't the same for her. Yeah. Well, granted, like maybe her, we we lived in different states at the time when my daughter was born. I'm like, I don't get it either, mom, but that's not helpful. <laughs> like, yeah. Someone that's like, oh yeah, no, sometimes this is just really ugly and it's okay. We'll help you get through it. And, you know, a lot of the moms in Empowered Moms, like some of them have younger kids, but it's even like, as our kids get older, if we're not growing and growing with mm-hmm. them and we're staying stagnant, like that's just, I think what's just going to make it harder for us. That's what I saw my mom do is that she was like a certain point in time. And I'm just going to guess like forties, fifties, somewhere that like, she just stopped, stopped really taking care of herself, stopped really growing. Like it was kind of like, I've hit my wall and I'm like, what are you talking about, mom? Like, I don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, um, the excuses she would make up of the things she can't do. I'm like, you're a really strong woman. Like what happened? And I just, I knew right then I'm like, I I can't let that happen to me when I have children. Um, And she would say stuff like I gave up my life for my kids and wore that like a badge of honor, which again, in that time period was, was a badge of honor, but then it turned bitter and resentful the older we got. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen when I have kids. I actually do love working. I didn't think I would say that, you know, like when I, before I had kids, Mm-hmm. But I knew though, especially in these last couple of years that the work that I do though, has to like, not an equal exchange, but I have to feel good doing it so that I can serve. And then they have to feel good receiving it. And it's just gotta be this, I have to feel that. And I think that's what I wasn't feeling in the healthcare system was like, it was not an equal exchange. It was almost like encouraging burnout. And I'm like, I don't get why they thought that this was the right thing to do to employees, you know? And I th- like, that's like the most professional yeah. way I can say it. Cause it's still occurring today. Years later, I'm still coaching these people and it's in it's tough. But I think when you, like, like you said, Laura, when you kind of listen to your heart and you're like, all right, I'm getting pulled. 
I have to at least try and see if this is where, who I'm supposed to serve. And, and you're right. Like, maybe this is just the beginning. And I even tell empowered moms, like the people in our tribe and in our group. And I said, I don't know where this is going to lead us, but I am open to your feedback because this group, although I am the facilitator, I'm also a participant. And I think that they love that group because I'm like, we're all in this boat together. I'm just the one that started a website in the group and then you guys joined it and we're here. Yeah. Yeah. um, Definitely. You just need that person to go first and organize it. You know, it's like, we're all out of here desiring and wanting like this place where we can be with other moms or learn things together, or just know that we have support or be able to share things that are like, this is not common with my family. Maybe I'm doing things differently or whatever it is. It's like you can share that because chances are someone else in this group is feeling a lot like you are, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's their their corporate job is no longer aligning with them. I mean, I worked in a, a food service restaurant for at least six months and I had to leave there because I'm like, even though I love what I do, the management side is killing me. Like mm-hmm. they literally are just sucking the life out of the workplace. Like it just, it did not feel good. And I'm like, I can't be here. I don't want to be here, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to leave, to go home. Cause at that time I was pregnant with my second son and I'm like, I don't have to be here. I'm just going to choose to go home and stay home till he's born and be home with him and not have to be in this environment. Cause I'm like, it was not a good environment mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, for for what I was doing I'm like there was no growth there was nothing it was like it just it felt like it kept dying and you know it's it's one of those things like I think it even impacted me afterwards like after having our second child and things were okay like there was nothing really wrong with my life Mm -hmm. but it was that inward feeling of I think I'm getting depressed like Mm -hmm. nothing excites me anymore I'm not looking forward to anything. I know like my kids are healthy. My husband's got a good job. I'm taken care of. We got our home. We got everything we need. I'm like, but something's missing. Mm. And it was that piece, that inward piece of like, I need to do something that really fills me up. I mean, I love my kids. I love being here with my kids. They have their own life to live. I still have to live mine. Giving Mm. mine up just for them is not going to fulfill me like I thought it would, or I had this picture that it would. Because, you know, the big thing was after getting married of like, oh, you, you get to raise kids. And I, you know, wanted to give up working to be able to raise my kids. And I'm like, I still feel like I got to do something. Is this wrong? Is this, I had almost like the sense of guilt of like, should I really feel this way? Should Mm -hmm. I really feel like I want to do more or that I want to work? Like I had that, that guilt both ways. If I was at work, I'm like, I hate that someone's have to take care of my kids for me. Mm -hmm. If I was at home, I'm like, I really want to be doing something besides taking care of my kids right now. Like, there yeah. is such a tug and pull of both ways. And when you find more of that balance of what I'm doing is good for me mm-hmm. and what my kids are doing and experiencing is good for them, then that just like opens up so many more possibilities. And when you can empower moms to feel good with what they're doing, mm-hmm. whether that is working or whether that is staying home, that's huge. Just that attitude and that mental um, awareness around it makes such a difference. Yeah, I totally, I totally hear what you're saying. And I think that's what like literally my tagline with everything is like dreams don't dreams don't end at motherhood. And I'm teaching my children that too. Like 
you know, in, in dreams don't end in adulthood and dreams don't end ever. Right. You can fill in your own blank with that. And I don't even say, it's not like I was sitting around at home being like, Oh, I'm dreaming of like starting a company and like all that. No, but that like, that's not like this lifelong dream. But when I go back to what am I good at and who do I want to serve? Those are the things that kept coming up. And the fact that I do love work, um, I really was like, okay, I get to design this. And it's taken me about two years of entrepreneurship to like design this. Um, but I just kept like listening to the signs. And one of the signs was you're not starting this business right now. You're going to write this book. It's more important. And I went through a whole business mentorship and I was like, great. Like I'm not even using it at first, but I was, and I think I couldn't see the big picture was like, I was using that. And now I have the tools that when I'm, it, it was just like one piece of the puzzle that was just getting aligned. But, um, you know, even, even coaching for healthcare professionals, it's fairly like stable ish. The problem mm-hmm. with that right now for me is why I'm really, really drawn to moms and doing my own thing is that it's still kind of controlled by a system, even though I'm on my own. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing, but like, I can't really negotiate stuff. There's just things I, I that are not quite in alignment with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just kind of able to say, um, I'm working with them to say, well, how I'm going to, sh- how can I respect my boundaries and respect my energetic like gifts mm-hmm. at the same time? Like I do love serving these pieces of it, but I might not do all of it. Right. Yeah. And so we're like designing it right now. And I think that's where a lot of people don't feel empowered. Mm-hmm. They feel like bad for, you know, saying something or even bad for setting that boundary or bad for saying their needs. And it's like, but no one's going to know your limit if you don't express it. And you can do that with love, right? You can like literally, it's the biggest form of self-respect and self-worth is to actually say, here's where my limit is. And I always try to teach people that that fluctuates based on the day, based on the mood, based on Mm -hmm. sleep schedules, whatever. And so just having grace with that limit and being able to communicate it, like it could be noon and you're like, I've reached my limit today. Well, then what the heck are you going to do? for the rest of the afternoon to yeah. make it work for you. Right. Yeah. You might have your one other client, but then instead of doing busy work later, you might just chill out and push the busy work to another day. Right. Like you get to determine that. And I think that's what I was just so empowered myself by is that I I do get to design this yeah. and it might take some time to do it, but I'm willing to to do that. Yeah. There's just, there's that freedom element of like, I have a choice I can set my limitations, my boundaries, and I can voice those and not feel guilty for that because you actually will work so much better. Your relationships will be so much better if people just know, like all it takes is communicating, you know, they don't know what they don't know if you don't tell them. Um, I started working as a part-time accountant and the guy that I'm working for, you know, he's like super flexible with my schedule, he's like, if you need to bring the kids to work with you one day, or if you need to get off early, take care of them or whatever, it's like, he's, he's open to whatever it is that I need. So mm-hmm. if I come to him and say, my kids are off, they were off for election day, like a week ago, Tuesday. And I'm like, can I just have the day off? And I work a different day instead. Cause I want to be home with my family. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, okay. See, if I didn't voice that, I could have just sat there and thought in my expectations of like, well, he expects me to be at work tomorrow. I just need to show up tomorrow mm-hmm. instead of, you know, sending him a message and be like, hey, my kids aren't going to be going to school. 
this would allow me a day to like sleep in a little bit, be home with my kids. And all it took was asking. And sometimes like we just have to kind of empower ourselves to make the asks, set those, set those boundaries on things of like, this is how I want to do it. Or like, if you'll let me just have this time to do something else, those next few working hours, I'm going to show up and do such better work. If you can just work with me, you know, whether that's even say you go to work one day and you're like, I have a massive headache. If I can just have like an hour to to just chill and not be doing anything stressful, let it get out, you know, out of my system or whatever it is. And, and then do those things. Or like, as we're both working in our own businesses, if there's a day we really don't feel good and can't do anything, that's okay. Put that busier work off to another day. I mean, with the head cold I've had Friday afternoon, I'm like, pretty much most of the day Friday, I was like, I, I just, I can't function. You know, mm. physically, I don't feel well enough. And I know there's things I need to get done. Saturday, I felt better. I'm like, okay, I am sitting with my laptop. I am punching out design work. I am updating someone's website. Like I can do all the things now because I can literally think and function. So I'm not pressuring myself to have done that yesterday. Yeah, it's... It's really true. And I think that's where we're listening to our bodies and our needs and saying, okay, that's the other thing I talk to people about a lot is how do we best, how do you best take care of yourself? And it could be in this moment right now, right? If it's something like you're not feeling good, do you have yourself set up for success or failure? You know, your water, your tea, you know, whatever your comfy blanket, like, uh, is there anywhere in your schedule that like, maybe you could shift something so that you could rest if you could, right. Or could you get through the next hour and then do that? Cause again, if you're giving past those limits, you're, you are choosing to burn yourself out. You are. And I listen, I'm saying it because I've done it like multiple times. And I'm like, all right, this has got to come to an end. Um, there's at one point, my husband, when I was early in my entrepreneur journey, he's like, you're a horrible boss. No one would work for you. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> and this is what he was talking about. When I was first coaching, um, I literally was because I just, it, it's not that out of desperation. It was just out of like the unknown. I was meeting with people at the hours that worked best for them. And I was so nice. And I was so like, well, what works best for you? Well, Saturday at 8 p.m. works best for me. I was like, I could do Saturday at 8 p.m. Like I literally did that my first year. And even my coach at the time was like, all right, well, let me know when you get burned out because that will 100% happen. And I was like, I'm doing great. I'm killing it. I'm crushing it. And I actually did do well for a while, but uh, but then it for sure happened. And then she would joke with me and say, what are your hours? And I couldn't answer it, Laura. I'd be like, whenever I get childcare, whenever my husband's around and, and whenever it's best for the client. And she's like, mm-hmm. what are your hours? She just kept saying it. And she goes, okay, perfect world. What are your hours? Well, perfect world. I designed it. And that was a year ago. And she goes, how do we, how do we get that? Like, you know, that there's like Calendly links. And I was like, oh, I'm too scared to use those because I can't be flexible with that. And she's like, well, you could always be flexible. You know, if someone can't find a link and can't find a date, they can reach out to you. You can make exceptions. You can still be, you know, that kind of leader and that kind of coach as well. But, oh my gosh, like they, but between her and my husband just watched me and they're like, yeah, here she goes again. And I won't do it again. And that's the thing is that it happened and I'm not mad about it. I'm almost glad I went through it because now I can help other people try to prevent it from happening more. And sometimes, like you said, like sometimes we're, it's, we're already in it. And then it's a matter of 
Do I have to cancel some things? Do I have to move things around? Do I have to disappoint other people? And sometimes the answer is yes, you do. And they will be fine if you have to reschedule something and it'll all be okay because that's what was in better alignment. Yeah. And like you're talking about, which is, you know, as simple as sending a calendar link for something, you know, I I probably did a lot of the same thing you did before. Like I had like five days a week open between different times. Cause I'm like, I, I you know, I want to be able to fit people in. I don't want to shut anybody out. Mm-hmm. And then the more and more I was doing the networking calls, getting one-on-ones. And like, there were days where I probably had three to five, just coffee chats with people. Mm-hmm. And it got to be the point I'm like, I am trying to do little bits of things in between these 15 to 20 minute calls. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to squeeze things in. And I was building my business on the tail end of homeschooling both my boys and raising my daughter. And I'm like, I, I don't think I can keep doing this. Like I have an hour between calls and I'm trying to get them settled down to teach them something before I got hop on a next call. And, you know, it's funny because when we get in our business, we're like, we just, we just want to start working with people. We want to start doing all the things. And we're like, I have all the time. I have a complete schedule, like every single day of the week, I can be doing stuff. And, you know, setting those boundaries is hard at -hmm. first. But what I think it is, is when you set those, it requires a level of confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm appreciating myself and I'm confident in myself and the hours that I put out there because then people can easily still book a session with me still book time to do a coffee chat and they'll respect me for having just certain available times. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've used tons of people's links to schedule calls and there's been some where they only had one day each week. And if that didn't work with me, I might've had to book out a month or two, mm-hmm. you know, and if they have to do that, that's okay. I'll still tell people, Hey, if this doesn't work with you, cause I've only got two days a week that I book calls, let me know. Mm-hmm. And if they need to, they'll reach out and be like, I can't do any of those. Cause I work till four. Can we do something after hours? I'll be like, yeah, I can send you a couple of times, you know, in the next week or two that work for me. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that it's a form of respect for them because you're actually giving them times of your day where you have dedicated time to them mm-hmm. versus I'm giving you my entire day to pick some time. And then I'm going to try to see if I can make that work with mm-hmm. life. Whereas if it's the opposite way where it's like, oh, okay, here's the times in my life that are going to be ideal. I can give you the undivided attention instead of just trying to squeeze you in with everything else that I've got going on for the day. So I think, yeah, and that's like a great way to look at it is because sometimes, you know, when you do that, though, it also and I didn't really realize this at first. So let's say you were wide open all week. Mm-hmm. More likely my mindset is like, well, if I didn't feel like it today to even like do this podcast, I'd be like, well, she, I knew she was like pretty free all week. I could just move it to tomorrow yeah. and like less, you know? And so sometimes when you, and, and not because like you had a scarcity in your schedule because of your scarcity of your ideal schedule, well, it shows someone like, shoot, she's pretty like booked out. Like I, if I had to reschedule this, I have to like wait a month because she already put me in there. And I think people take it more seriously too. And I think that's just like that subconscious mindset of like, Mm -hmm. when I was just available all the time, I also had more people change it, reschedule. And I remember getting like a little bitter and resentful being like, 
oh my gosh, like I had this all set up for eight o'clock at night. I got my kids to bed early. I did this. I did this. I did this. And then you canceled. Right. And I was like, and that's when my coach kept saying, what's your schedule? What's your schedule? If you could just send them, put it back on them. And instead of chasing them to reschedule, if they don't reschedule, then it probably wasn't meant to be either. Like that was the other crazy thing. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. I literally had someone that had booked a call with me off of some type of networking chat. And every single time it came up by that day, they were rescheduling for a different day. And finally, I'm like, I'm tired of them just rescheduling because it pushed it out two to three weeks. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is anymore. I don't remember where we met. (laughs) I just canceled it on mine. And I'm like, I don't think this is aligned, you know, but like what you're talking about of just it's it's a mutual respect, Mm -hmm. I believe, for each other. When you set the boundaries of like, these are the only times I'm available, then they're going to look at that as like, oh, okay, these are the only times that she's available. I'm going to respect her time. And, you know, it's it's just that great exchange. And I feel like this is really applicable for more than just booking calls with people, but like anything in general in life. I mean, if you're going to meet somebody, say for a play date or something, And you're like, we're going to meet there at this time if something happens and their kids are like, "Uh, I can't get my kids together where things are going crazy. We're going to be running late. It's like, okay, you you're respecting my time by letting me know that you maybe can't be here or you're going to be late. It's like it's just it's a good exchange of respect and it just allows us to be ourselves. It allows us to kind of run our schedules as we need to. And not feel guilty of like, oh, well, I can't do this or I can't be there or I wish this would have worked out. It's like there's times things don't work out and it's actually for our good that it doesn't. Because like even with the day that I asked off because my kids were off, I'm like, it felt like I needed to do that. And when I did that, it was like it worked out perfectly because that whole evening, my daughter was like up almost every single hour. Mm. So if I had gone to work that day, I'd have been calling in saying, I don't know what time I'm going to be there. Evelyn did not sleep at all. Like she was up every hour and I didn't get out of bed till probably like nine or after. And I was still tired. Like mm-hmm. it just, I knew I needed that. I asked for that. I set that boundary and I'm like, and it worked out because I actually needed that entire night and that rest of that day to just like, I just need to do nothing. I just need to be at home and relax. I'm like, just, you know, some things just work out the way that they need to. Well, and it helps us to shift from a sacrificial mindset to like, literally, I always try to help myself and other people like we're in the boat also, like I'm in my community also, I'm a mom also that struggles and has challenges and is still working through stuff too. And it's like, why do we then put, we do, we put everybody else above us. We, we do, we give and give, and we have nothing left for ourselves at the end of the day. And I really do believe that that's a choice. And when you know that that's a choice and you know, you keep choosing to sabotage yourself, that's when you get real and you're like, why am I doing this? And it usually like nutshell, when you peel back the onion, it's somewhere down the line, not good enough, not worthy enough, all those, all those crazy limiting mindsets. But the more you dive into why do I feel this way and how do I help myself is really your ticket out of that. And that's the personal growth. That's the, that's the journey that many people aren't willing to go and and take. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're watching them like, listen, like, you know, coaching is not for everybody because coaching yeah. is really meant for the people that are like, I'm stuck, but I'm also looking for help 
or I'm stuck and I, and I'm just, I'm looking for clarity. Can you help me find it? And like, that's literally what we do. Like, you know, it's like coaches, we're really not here to give you the answers. We have a lot of resources, which I never mind sharing. I'll say, can I offer a suggestion? Right. Like that's what I do. And I work with a lot of people that are like, really like, they don't even know where to begin with their thoughts. And so I'm like, okay, here's some things that might've helped other people. Mm-hmm. And then they're able, then their wheels start spinning. They're like, okay, out of this, or I can design this or pick it this way. Um, but it's really saying you've got to put yourself in that same boat. You're allowed to serve other people before yourself. As long as you still serve yourself, you have to be able to take care of yourself. Like I always kind of, it's like the the knife that twists. I'm like the, the, the prince on the white horse isn't coming to save you. Now, granted, we might be married to the most amazing people or have partners and spouses, but at the end of the day, it is still up to us to either communicate how to best take care of us, show other people how to best take care of us, um, act and do that. Because remember too, like we are, this is the hard part, like the models for our children. Yeah. And is that what, sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, do I want my kids but just like how I did with my mom, do I want my kids to go around being like, God, motherhood sucks. <laughs> like, motherhood looks so horrible. No, I want them to be like, you can be a mom and you can't, can go to work. And sometimes things are hard and sometimes you do feel guilt and like, yep. but you, you can, I don't want to say balance it, but like you can juggle it. Just realizing like, what are your main priorities and why are you doing it? And is this serving, is this adding value to your main priorities or taking it away? Yeah. And I think that was my biggest thing with my boundaries and my schedule was it was taking it away. And I was like, oh, I got to get really real with this schedule thing. These people aren't wrong. And told you I fought it for so long and I don't fight that anymore. I do make exceptions here and there, which is totally on me, which is great because I can. But I think it's just really important for moms to put yourself in that boat, too. And and if you think you're you're sabotaging yourself or sacrificing yourself, I was like, I had to take a deep breath myself, but realize you you're, you're doing it to yourself. Like there is a way out of this. And if you don't know, please reach out to Laura or myself or anyone in our communities or somebody that, you know, that you trust that is kind of like getting out of that martyr, um, mindset. Uh, and, and because I really do think you won't survive in that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you have that mentality of like, I have to give up what I'm doing, to serve somebody else, you know, you're, you're putting yourself lower, which I mean, we have this framework, like you're talking about of, I want to, I want to serve others, like to put others needs before my own, because like, that's what love is. That's the, the things to do. It's like, yes, but if you're not at your very best, what you think you're giving up for somebody is not actually your best. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. You know, I, I used to do a lot of the same things of just, I'm doing this because I have to, like, even as as basic as doing laundry, mm-hmm. there were times I'm like, I don't even want to like do the laundry whatsoever. And then yeah. I've had moments where I'm getting clothes out of the dryer and I'm like smelling them. I'm like, I'm just grateful that I'm doing this because my husband needs clean clothes. And I'm like, I never thought I'd be like happy doing laundry. And I'm like, it's just that mindset of I'm not taking away from my time to do something else. I've already had my time to fill myself up. And so now that I've got to do all this household stuff and make sure that everything else is running for the rest of the family, it's this love act of like, I'm doing this because I care for them. 
whether or not they appreciate me, that's okay. I've already appreciated myself today for <laughs> just doing what I need to, to feel really good so that that overflows into everything else that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to keep still growing, still learning. I had the conversation with my son this morning as I was dropping him off at middle school. And I was like, you know, we never quit learning. He's like, oh, I know. I don't know that mom. Like, I know we never quit learning even after I graduate. I don't quit learning. I'm like, yeah, as a parent, you learn. As a business owner, you learn stuff. I'm like, if you stop learning stuff, you're in trouble. You just, you got to keep going and doing things. And I like that you talk about how, you know, a lot of us, we can all use coaching, I think. And the best way that that coaching actually works for us is when we know, okay, I, I want to do better. How do I do it? And you as a coach, you know that a lot of your job is more or less asking questions. And for the longest time, I was like, why do they keep asking me questions? This is like not helping me. They need to be telling me what to do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. They need to be helping me figure out how I talk to myself, how I ask myself what it is that I need to be doing. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're really just putting it back on you to, to change how you talk to yourself, how you frame your mindset on certain things of why am I doing this? Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? You know, it's like, it's really just getting to the heart of the matter. So I'm glad that you kind of dove into that a little bit too. Yeah. And I think, I think that's so true when, even when you're just talking about um, mindset shifts, like, obviously I think we all know this, the more grateful people are, the happier they are. And the, the people, the happiest people are the ones that set their limits and their boundaries and communicate them too. like the least people would also ask me like, well, it sounds like if I'm setting a boundary or saying no, or whatever that looks like to them, I'm being mean. And I'm like, actually research shows, I just found this out that the, that the people that set boundaries are the least angriest, angry people. They're the ones communicating their limit. It's the receiving person that might be mad and disappointed, but remember that's on them. That's them not being able to handle or respect or really like that boundary, but it's not about you. They just didn't like that. You can't help them right now. Well, you might be disappointed too. Is that okay with you? Can you be disappointed? I think we've all been disappointed in our lives. And I love how you talk about like your, your perspective change with laundry. I, I, Laura, I did the same thing at one point. I don't love laundry, but, but I remember there was like a few months where I literally, and this is so funny. You guys are going to totally laugh at me. I hope is I put the clothes in the washer and I was like, thank you for washing them for me. I literally said that to the washer. I go, oh, thank you for washing clothes for me. I literally had to hit a button. And then an hour later, I had to pick you up and put you in the dryer and I hit the other button. I'm like, cool. That was two hours where I did absolutely nothing, but I was doing laundry. Now here comes then the folding and the putting away. However, I will fold it. And I've taught my girls to do it. Sometimes I'm okay with wrinkly clothes. My mom was not, I was like, it just depends on the clothes for school uniforms. No, everything else. Fine. My workout clothes, wrinkly. I don't care. Everything else. Fine. You know, I'll fold it. So I've taught them sort of how to do that. And I've literally asked my three-year-old who's almost four, go and find your socks, pick out your underwear, pick out your pants. Like you have a pants drawer an underwear drawer, a socks drawer, a shirt drawer. And I said, you can go put those away. Um, so it's like, I don't do it all the time. Like sometimes it's just faster if I do it. I get that. But the point was, as I started being like, thank you. And then even the dishwasher, I'm like, thank you so much. I didn't want to do the dishes tonight. I had to hit the button. And I know that sounds so silly, but I was like, oh, it just made me feel good to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Again, right. Putting them away is a different story, but yeah. 
there's also things too, is like, if something's really like kind of crushing your soul and you don't know why, try to find it either a different perspective mm-hmm. or maybe you just need a little help. Um, so many of my friends know my vacuum story, but long story short, I just, I used to love vacuuming. And then I just, within this last year, I like hate it. I don't know what it is. I, I do know why I'm exhausted. Cause if I clean my whole house, and then by the end, I'll go back and vacuum. I'm really tired. And now I'm just kind of like angry and I'm fighting it. And I'm fighting the vacuum and the cord and all the things. And so we've tried to get, you know, different vacuums. It just doesn't even work. Um, I still just don't like it. Long story short, my husband's like, I mean, I could just do it. And I was like, what? I did not even think that was a solution. And now I'm putting like, now this is like a few months after that. I was like, well, that was great. It's not going to be done perfectly. And then I just have to let it go or I can circle back when he's not looking. Don't do it when he's looking. He will not go back and do the vacuuming. If you correct it, yeah. do it when he's gone. Um, just FYI, mom's <laughs> out there. Um, and the other thing is, is that I just thought to myself, I said, okay, so I'm going to look into like the house cleaner. I don't know how much this is, but would this conserve energy time, make me feel better? I don't know. Like I play around with it. So it's like one of those things where is it's just something you need to look at a lot of us say, oh, I don't have enough time or I have enough money. But then again, for me right now, it's my energy. And I'm really focusing on like, well, if I want to be able to serve and give it here, mm-hmm. I can't be doing all these other things that cost so much energy for me, even if it costs time, or I'm sorry, even if it costs money, I might be willing to put some money there so that I get my energy back. So I, I'm kind of like playing around with it. I'm not married to any of the ideas, but it's like, but this is the mindset shift that Laura and I are talking about. Like, all right, well, what are, where can I be flexible and open to a different way of thinking or possibility so that this works for me too? Yeah. I mean, you have to have that, just that willing to experiment that willingness to do that and explore different options. Because I was always like of the mindset years ago with like, if you set a goal, if you set to do something, like you've got to do that, you've got to stick with it. It's like, oh, wait, 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 you know, your goals and and the things that you want to maybe change they're a lot more, I guess, fluid than we allow them to be. Sometimes we think it's got to be one way in our head. And if it's not that way, it's not going to work. But when you change that perspective, like you're talking about, you know, your husband is like, I'll vacuum. You're like, oh my goodness. I didn't know that was even a possibility. You know, it's like, you just kind of have to open yourself to other perspectives. Like if you're just so narrowly focused on, I think it's got to be this way. This is a problem. And you're not open to other possibilities around you, you're going to miss out on something that could really alleviate that or Mm -hmm. at least something you could test and you could try out. You know, like I have tested trying to do so many different things with the kids when it comes to chore charts, getting them to do different tasks and different things, or even just with my own stuff. I'm like, I have, I know I have certain things I got to do every single week. And there's weeks I do really great with meal prepping and then there's weeks I don't do anything with meal prepping. And I'm like, I don't even feel like I want to cook. You know, I'm like, I know I have to for dinner, but I don't really want to. <laughs> so, you know, we find out what is going to work, but we have to be open to doing that. So, you know, like when you're talking about with with the coaching thing, if you're open to exploring some different options and seeing what's possible, mm-hmm. we can find that. Because like even, even with you, when you were doing your business in your first year, you didn't notice that you were using up so much of your time and so much of your energy. It took your husband, it took a mentor to point that out to you. We need people like that to help point out things that we're not maybe aware of 
just because we're so in the thick of it that we're not seeing everything that's going on. You know, like I, I take a lot of time to always reflect on things or look back at things. Like even last night I was going back and looking through a journal that I've been keeping over the last couple of months. I'm like, is there anything here that I've just, I've put down that I've forgotten or that I've missed? Or is there some things going on that I wasn't doing that I was before that I felt better doing those things? Like just evaluating and seeing how was I spending my time? What was I doing? What are the things I'm thinking about? Um, because those thoughts of the past are making up what is present right now. You know, what's actually happened. Like you're talking about, like, you got to design it. You have to create the life that you want, create the schedule that you want. Uh, I recently released a workbook and that was one of the things that's in there of like, what does your ideal day look like? How many days do you want to work? Let's actually build out your marketing schedule to look like it fits into your day that you're not taking up all this extra time to like make TikTok videos when you don't know a thing about recording a video or doing any of that cool stuff. It's like, maybe you're really great at writing and you could write something in an hour and send it out in an email, like focus on where your strengths are. So that's even something that, you know, you help people do. I know for sure. And that's something that I love to do when it comes to like branding and marketing. I'm like, what are you already good at? What are the things that make you, you let's work with those things. So, um, I don't want to take too much more time. We need to talk about something that you've got coming up because I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. So after our event, um, I decided to launch a program and it's called more than mom. And it's really a, a 12 week program of a small sisterhood, about 10 to 12 moms, where we're going to deep dive into loving being a mom without losing ourselves again and again and again. And I'm really going to teach people how to find yourself and your purpose again, um, look for where you're still falling into the survival mode or that sacrificial martyr um, mindset, identify those triggers that keep you paralyzed and stuck uh, and really, really dive into how do we develop more confidence in motherhood? Because what that's going to lead to is confidence in life and leadership and in your businesses. If you're a business owner, you don't have to be a business owner to be in this, but it will trickle down. Um, I know we, we've both experienced that when, how to set healthy boundaries, what a boundary even looks like. And then I don't love the word self-care and you'll learn why when you jump into any of my talks is because it can be triggering for some people, but how can we, how can we rewrite motherhood to make it work for us? Especially if we feel like we're, we're struggling with everything. Um, so that starts, it kicks off December 1st and goes through March 1st. It's going to be 12 weeks of dripping a video, but then a weekly call with, with the women in the group. We have five members right now that is just like some of the most amazing women. And honestly, I think what they're the most excited about is getting vulnerable because that's not something that they're used to doing. And I think they know, and they finally have believed that this is where we're going to uncover some of those blockages to move forward. Our, it is launched already. So it is ready, open cart and everything. We are closing at Black Friday because we're starting the week after December 1st. And I would love to dive and set up a call with anybody that would be interested in doing that. 
Um, so I'm happy to set up a 30 minute call to see if it's a right fit for you. I'm really happy to um, give out more information and really get to know the people that are interested. And I'm very honest about it. You know, if it's like the right season or if it's the right fit for you, um, I want to make sure that it serves you and, and you get the value that you want out of it. I know for me, mentorship programs have been so uh, transformational for me. Like just when I thought, just like how you're talking about the moms group, it's the same thing. Like the two, I made two investments last year and I know for a fact, I would not be sitting here having these conversations had I not done that. Um, it would have never pushed me. I wasn't pushing myself. I was sitting at home or I was complaining or I was like, I'll never do this. I mean, I, I to this day, I remember the conversations with my husband. I was like, oh, well, oh, well, she's already doing something similar. And he's just like, oh, there's like billions of people in the world. I know who you're here to help. Like, why do yeah. you let that push, push you back? Or I'd say, oh, if only I could be more like Lindsay or more like this person. And he'd be like, why are you comparing yourself to others? Look at you. Like you, ha I had like the biggest cheerleader and I had to figure it out myself. Like I had to learn it for myself. Yeah. And those are the groups that like, when I realized I wasn't alone, when I realized that even these top mentors still have fears and still have um, self-limiting beliefs and they're still working through it. I'm like, oh, so you're human. Okay, great. You're not just like perfect and amazing everywhere. No, yeah. what's what's difference with them is they've learned skills and they're really excited about teaching it to you so that you don't have to suffer through it longer. Yeah. Um, and it's just been so eye-opening to me. So that is our program, More Than Mom. It's our, it's our, first inaugural program. And so it's like a VIP treatment into our, uh, our first signature program. That's awesome. I'm so excited for you and for the program and all the women who are going to be in it. Um, that's definitely something that like, oh, I needed that years ago. <laughs> I probably could still use that. Like I love being in groups. I love being with other, other women, other moms, just like we, we are more than just mom. Like yeah. we've always been more, even before we became mom, before we became wife, whatever it was, we've always been more. We just lose sight of that. So I'm so glad that you are making this group and giving these moms a space to kind of get vulnerable and start unpacking some of the things that we've we've lost uh, or that we've just kind of left behind and picking some of those things back up, picking up who we are and what we love and being able to go forward. So I will definitely be sharing that in the show notes for anyone who is interested on in learning more and to, if you want to follow Emily, um, I'll put her links down there as well. So thank you, Emily, so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me.